Welcome back to the Gate 14 podcast. It is Friday, May 6th. Absolutely horrendous. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm like borderline ready to put fucking holes in my drywall. That was one of the worst weeks of the season. It, The Jays offense couldn't hit. And when they could hit, you have Brios not even count. The Jays pitching staff, I think, got one strikeout tonight. Is that what it was? What was it? I don't, I don't know. That's horrible. We had talked about Brios just being the luckiest pitcher on earth. I did a video for work this week saying that's a player you need to sell in fantasy baseball, Jose Brios, because his numbers look that bad. And finally, the first time of the season, it felt like he didn't get lucky and he didn't get out of it when he needed to get out of it. it the, yeah, like you said, it was karma. Always, it was karma coming back to him. And I got to go into this here because I made the rant on Instagram and you obviously saw it. Everyone saw it. As long as Bradley Zimmer is hitting in the nine hole, eight hole, whatever, even if he's pinch hitting in the Toronto Blue Jays lineup, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. I know he got a hit today. He has eight strikeouts in his last 16 at-bats, which is, by the way, holy fuck, that's bad. He is terrible. He is terrible. I don't care. When Teoscar is back, I want Bradley Zimmer in Loe Dunedin or whatever it is. I can't take this. The Jays are just throwing games away. You don't lose that game to Aaron Savali with an 11 ERA in the second inning. His ERA was 11 after the Jays put up a two spot. You, you don't lose that game. That's one game you don't lose. And if the Jays miss out on something by one game this year, I'm going to look back at that specific game when the Jays lost to fucking Aaron Savali. He had to have five strikeouts through two, didn't he? Even more. He had it was eight. Inc- he had eight today. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever done that before. But he, and also Cleveland coming off a doubleheader, like you said, makes it even worse. These guys have been playing so much baseball. And then it's felt like a get right series, a nice sweep. And that was really, really disappointing tonight. And we get off to a lead again. Our guys are top of the lineup, guys. I felt like we kind of been struggling the last couple weeks. Not couple weeks, but last week. Because our big guys weren't doing the damage that they needed to do. Again, runners in scoring position. I don't know if we've talked about it. But on every broadcast, they bring up how bad we've been. Pretty fucking annoying that that hasn't changed much. But the big guys started to perform a little bit. Bobochet is a very good baseball player again. So everyone who said he wasn't can fuck off. Um, but no, it was tough. And then Vladdy hits the bomb. And then we just kind of fuck things up again. Like, can't score runners when we need to score runners. Barrios didn't make a pitch when he needed to make a pitch. And you deserve to lose that game based on all the mistakes that were made. And listen, we're recording this legitimately like the game just ended. So this is just immediate reactions. Obviously, they have the 24-hour rule, which is wait 24 hours before you respond to something. I can't. I seriously can't. When I saw Bradley Zimmer with a runner on, when the Jays had runner on second, Espinal, by the way, the guy is raking. When I see a runner on second with no outs, and you go, uh, what, what was it? Tap or Bradley Zimmer punch out, and the guy gets to third, on a, on a, I don't know what he got to third. I think it was it was something along those lines. He makes it to third, and you don't push him across with at least a pop-up to the fucking outfield. It went Zimmer, Zimmer strikeout with no outs, and then it went Tapia fucking pop fly to second, or I, th- I forgot what it was, and then Bo Bichette strikeout. That cannot fucking happen when you have a runner on second against, let me say this again, Aaron Savali. On a 10 ERA after that master class he had today still. That just cannot happen. I, I got no words, really. Like, I thought 
we did some good things today. Okay. We hit Bobachet, hit really well. Vladdy went deep. Alejandro Kirk hit a home run. And that's about all you can write home about, I think, today. The pitching you can't. The pitching you can't. Okay. You can kind of tip your cap to Trevor Richards. Um, he obviously did well, like he usually does. But we were having that debate and we were kind of trying to mix in Barrios and the ace talk. He is nowhere near the fucking ace right now. He is nowhere fucking near. I think Ross Stripling has better numbers than he does. Is that is that true? I think he does. It should it should be. So Ross Stripling, let me pull it up because I think it's like he's going on uh, Thursday. I have Barrios' numbers up right here too. Ross Stripling has a three seven nine ERA. Barrios ERA five thirty four. Yeah, Barrios at five thirty four after today. One six four whip. So let me get this straight. A guy that the Jays just Two guys, two pitchers that Jays just dropped the bank for, Kikuchi and fucking Barrios. Two, um, obviously Gossman too, but Kikuchi and Barrios, two of these guys have been nothing short of lackluster the whole season. Kikuchi had a good start this week. I will. He's the reason the Jays didn't get swept. But, I mean, fuck Barrios, man. Like, And we were talking about at the game we were at with uh, with the Red Sox, and Barrios, every, every average exit velo was 105. It's going to catch up to you when you're all of a sudden now a fucking ground ball and fly ball hitter. What our pitcher? When the fuck did this happen? When did he just start turning into a fly ball guy now? I'm uh, I'm going to scroll down and try and look at some of his uh, like miles per hour because I don't think really much has changed, to be honest. Right. Like when you see him pitch, do you think much has changed? No, I. And he was getting in a lot of deep counts and, and Tabler kept or whatever it was on the broadcast kept saying it. But he just not he doesn't have right now he doesn't have that like knockout pitch he doesn't have that knockout pitch that he had last year where he's getting guys out on strikeouts all of his games have been and I'm saying this because I've bet his strikeout totals all of his games have been substantially low strikeouts I don't fucking get it I don't know what is happening to this guy and that Red Sox game the Jays had no business winning that game when Brios pitched we talked about it he yeah. got absolutely his dick punched in. Every ball was a 105 off the bat. So I'm looking here at his whiff numbers. So curve the curveball is his strikeout pitch. We can yes. agree on that. Yes. So last season, the whiff on that was 34%. This season, it's 32%. That's not different. But the put-away percentage is 10 points lower than last year. So whatever's happening to it, um, it's the same speed, the same spin rate. I just don't really understand the difference. Maybe people are picking it up better. Like the batting average on his curveball is only 148. So it's not like people are hitting it, right? They're hitting the fastball. But he can't locate the fastball right now. He's like, I don't know if he's just, he's just locating. Oh, this is, I, I found what it is. Okay. Clip this. The batting average on Jose Barrios fastballs this season is 390. What? (laughs) Pardon? 390? 390. And so, and you look at expected stats from StatCast, where it kind of it's more predictive based on how hard they hit it. The expected numbers are actually higher. It's three ninety five expected batting average against on his fastballs. So he's not getting unlucky. They are just hitting the shit out of his fastball this season. Wow, that is a tough, tough, tough look. I mean, fuck. And it just. Then you talk about his two seam fastball too. If people want to rebuttal on that. And that's 304 of the batting averages against that pitch. So over 300 for both of his fastballs, which is shit that fucking Tyler Chatwood was doing last year. So I mean, <laughs> that, that, that just that's just plain and simple. I, Barrios has to be better. 
He has to be better. He's getting dog walked by the fucking Cleveland Guardians, man. And listen, the Cleveland Guardians lineup is not bad, but that's a team that got swept by the fucking Yankees. Okay. That's a team that got swept by the Yankees. So if you want to match yourself up against the Yankees, and I know the Yankees are really buzzing right now, you can't that just can't happen. You can't be given, you can't, you can't be getting launched. And this is the series when I was looking at, I'd circled because you had three really good pitchers who've been pitching really good for you so far this year going. You had Barrios game one, Gossman game two. Ross Stripling, who uh, you got to take for cap. He's been pitching unbelievable. Yep, pitching well. Game three, and then I'm I'm assuming it'd be Manoa game four. So yep. th- you look at this series and you're like, wow, the Jays could easily sweep this just based off of these pitching matchups. And they fucking dropped the first one after go- going one and three against or one and one and two against the Yankees. Man, it just it can't happen. It really can't happen. It was it was tough to watch, man. I was really fuming i was pissed off and i still really am to be honest like i can't deal with it it's long season i'll give you that but um it like i said before it felt like an awesome get right spot for us and it would have been nice as soon as we're up two nothing in the first it's like oh here we go i almost put out an instagram of vladdy's home run saying thank god we're not playing the al east again and then thank and then i took it down and this team continued to do this. So big brain by me, just knowing somehow that we were going to fuck this up today. It was just, and you spend all, I mean, how- I mean, the Yankee series was just as frustrating. Let's not, I think this is stemming from that. And the Astro series wasn't great either. We're an inning or two away from losing that series as well. Right. Yeah. It just, it, the Jays of like, I've been saying, like we've been saying on this podcast of playing head above water, just staying above water. And next thing you know, it's going to bite you in the fucking ass. And listen, I know it's still early, but the Jays, every single loss they have, that's one game back of the fucking Yankees who are buzzing. That just gives the Yankees more and more to just keep buzzing and going ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays. And listen, I I am obviously going to be – and the Yankees play the fucking Texas Rangers tomorrow at home. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a murder. Can we do something fun to make you feel better? What is it? Look up Marcus Simeon's numbers. Yes. I, I, I was going to bring that up. Marcus <laughs> Simeon and – I will actually, Avery, you're the clip guy, by the way, because like I said, you yep. can make electric clips. Rangers fans that were in our Twitter mentions and our DMs and our TikTok comments that were saying, oh, the Jays are shit. The, the, the Rangers have great prospects coming up. Marcus Simeon without fucking Vladdy, without Bo, without Springer in the same lineup as him. This is the fucking product of it. This is what you're going to fucking get. And I know guys go through struggles, but Marcus Simeon has been nothing short of sorry. He's a glorified Espinal is playing better than him. Espinal, a guy that's literally on like a rookie deal still, is playing substantially better than Marcus Simeon. So let's let's fucking let's just stick it up the fucking Rangers fans hoop because they are bums for even trying to mush this. They are pathetic. The numbers are hilariously bad for Marcus Simeon. Read it out. Average 179. <laughs> OBP 252. Slugging. 242 zero home runs eight rbis out of boy marcus you like it you like not having protection in the fucking lineup is that what you enjoy marcus simeon i mean i can only imagine their record too isn't good at all they right? swept the phillies i'm pretty sure this week okay are they good beat, for them yeah they i think they did yeah they're, they're on a four game one streak but look at this lineup here i mean you got marcus simeon hitting after low but before Corey Seager, who Corey Seager, by the way, 258, not too bad. But and you got Cole Calhoun in the five hole. I mean, <laughs> fucking Christ. It just 
it just sucks. It, it sucks for him because obviously the, it could have been something special here if he would have stayed. But that's just how the cookie crumbles. You go for the money, and you, that's what happens. But, I mean, this Jays team is – I don't know what the fuck's going on with this offense, but, man, that Yankee series. We were at the game on Tuesday. Um, I it, it was tough to watch. I So many swings and misses. Uh, terrible front of scoring position. Not many hard hit balls. The only guy that's really showed up is Bo. I can't even really say. I mean, I guess Vladdy too, but Bo and Vladdy are the only two guys that have been hitting. Maybe Espinal too, actually. But those three guys have been. Yeah. The, yeah. It's just and Chapman's hitting his home runs. Yeah. Like Chapman's doing his home run thing, but it, it's been tough to watch this offense. I can't watch it. Every game is like two hours. Today's game was what? Two hours and a two and a half hours. Two, two yep, hours and 40 good. minutes. Um, it's, I think it's just the situational stuff. I understand you went on the Blue Jay Center thing. I, I was listening to it a little bit yesterday. And one of the guys was talking about um, like discipline and their approach. I don't know if it's a whole approach thing, because if we see these guys hitting balls in the gap first pitch all the time that they're swinging through, we're like, this is the best team in baseball, right? It's what makes them successful. We're an aggressive team. That's going to happen. But the swing and miss is the issue at this point. Um, but the Yankee series, man, that w- that hurt. Thinking about getting swept by the Yankees would have been devastating in May, and there's no need for that. We got – I mean, Vladdy played well that game that we went to. He hustled that double. Bo figured out hit. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo yeah. Stanton Just ridiculous. Two balls that I have never seen leave the bat like that. I don't know if I'd been there for a Vladdy home run kind of because he's the only person with power like that. But Alec Manoa threw one bad pitch in his start, which is crazy. He didn't get a win for a game. He threw one bad pitch in. That's how poor the offense was. And that ball Aaron Judge hit was sent to Mars. We could have not been in a better spot to see that launch off his we bat. We saw that. And right when he hit that, I was just like, oh, my God. This ball was crucified. And to add insult to injury, it's like, you don't want to be giving that up to Aaron Judge because then the Jays are just a walking fucking meme of Aaron Judge hitting a ball 444 feet or whatever the fuck it was. Like, it's just, it's just a horrible look. It really is. It, it's just terrible. We got the nice fan moment though, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the nice fan moment. If I was a Yankee fan, he would have threw the kid. On, he would have <laughs> threw the kid onto the fucking field. And by the way, we're talking about Jays scoring runs. The Jays are twentieth in baseball in runs scored. Twentieth. 20th in run scored. The Yankees have 22 more runs scored than the Blue Jays. 22 in this small of a sample size of a season. That just can't happen. That seriously, seriously can't happen. It really can't. Like 20th. Is a run differential negative now? It's got to be, right? It has to be negative. I'm not sure what it is. I'm looking at the stats right now. But the thing is, which is crazy to me, is like the Jays are ninth in the league in average. Like they're like they're ninth in the league. They're hitting 244, tied for eighth, or 241. Sorry, and their OBP is 300. It's just I don't know what the fuck's going on with this team, dude. It's situational hitting, like you said, I guess. Right? That, that, that's what it is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna take a look at the runners in scoring position stats because I think that's what it's got to be. It's the only it's the only way it makes sense if we're hitting that well, like average wise. Yeah, because we. Close to the lead in home runs, I'm pretty sure, as well. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I wish I could fix it. It's just the situational hitting, man. That's, I guess that's, I guess that's the point. It's just, and when you have guys like Vladdy starting to buzz and all that kind of stuff, and then 
it just sucks. And I want you to clip this, by the way. Is this the dumbest fucking thing ever? And listen, pinch hitting George Springer is fine. I, I respect the hell out of it. But maybe do it a little bit earlier. If the Jays are down 6-2 or whatever, and Bradley Zimmer's in a massive situation like that, like he was earlier in the game with a runner on third with no outs or second with no outs, if I'm on toil, I'm just pinch hitting Springer. Listen, pinch, pinch hit Springer because Zimmer came up in a lot of not in a lot of kind of big spots, man. Like, and and you don't pinch hit pinch hitting Springer against Emmanuel Classe throwing 100 mile an hour cutters is gonna do fuck all. I'm sorry, you could put God up there and he's not sniffing these cutters this guy's throwing. That's exactly what I said to you. There could have not have been, there could not have been a tougher at bat to come off the bench for. Maybe a role as Chapman. It's the same thing. It's like uh, you haven't seen anything all night. It's been raining. Well, the game should have been rained out in like the fifth inning. Maybe it just wouldn't stop pouring. Uh, and then hundred mile an hour cutters. Just it's, it's fucked. It's fucking wild. And he hasn't even been good. He's been like kind of wild all year. Imagine throwing a hundred mile an hour cutters, not kind of knowing where it's going as well. And that's what you have to face at nine o'clock after you haven't seen the field since six. It's and all the bat bats you've taken today are just off of pit, like a, a coach throwing batting practice. It's yeah. just and why why is Tapia leading off? Can we talk about that? Why is he leading off? Maybe you could talk me into that. His OBP is two twenty seven. It's not a good table setter. If you ask me. Clip. Some put this on TikTok. Let me say this again for the people that are listening. Tapia is leading off for the Toronto Blue Jays, a team competing for the AL East. Tapia, 227 on base percentage for a leadoff hitter. In what fucking world does that make sense? And someone made a good point, by the way, on the Blue Jays Center Instagram. If Springer's not in the lineup, Bo leadoff, Laddie two. Plain and simple. Bang, bang. Get Tapia to the bottom of the order. But then Bo, then Bo is getting in a little bit better situations because he's mashing and Vlad's getting in better situations. I'm 100% cool with that. Or Espinal. You put someone up there that can actually fucking get on base and hit, this line will be substantially better. I just don't understand the need to have fucking Tapia lead off at 227 on base. It doesn't make any sense. It feels like such an old school way of managing too. You just put your quick guys at the start, uh, start of the lineup when – Obviously, George Springer's not there. But no, I like the Espinal talk of him hitting leadoff. We, I don't think we should go too far into it because George Springer should be in the lineup every day, right? Like yeah. when, it, when it happens, he should be playing. So it's, if it's a one-off thing and it works, like he has a bunch of multi-hit games this season and he has good speed. So if it works, we're like, okay, this is good. But you're talking about if he doesn't get a hit, he's basically not getting on base because he's not walking with that OBP. It just, it, it does, it's eyewash. It really is. And the Yankee series, I'll be honest, like we were trolling Yankee fans. They're legit, dude. I, they're legit. That bullpen is scary. You got Clay Holmes. You got Chapman who didn't, the Jays didn't even see, or the Jays didn't see him and they still lost two or three. You got, who was that other Michael guy? Michael King. You got Michael King. Oh my fuck, dude. This, that bullpen's legit. I, I hate to say, it, and that lineup is legit. And Rizzo was, like you said at the game, was born to be a Yankee. Judge is buzzing. Stanton's learning how to field in the outfield again. <laughs> I'll be honest, man. I'm Anglaver Torres. I'm scared of it. The Yankees are legit. Like they're a problem, dude. So you you also like to say that they're a very streaky team, and I think I agree with that. I think we get a uh, nice little run here soon of the Yankees losing a couple series, 
but I think they're legit too. And they came in here and showed it. They just dropped their dick on the table and it's like, hey, here we are. 10 game win streak, right? We ended that. Thank God. I I wouldn't have been okay if we got swept. It would, yeah. it would have been horrendous. It would have been the worst thing. Ever. They're a better team than us at this point. And we're not healthy, but they're a better baseball team than us Way as of better. today. Way better, unfortunately. But I mean, Teoscar will be back. I'm assuming on Saturday. I think that's what they said. I, I, it, it couldn't come soon enough. So what, no. what are you going to do? Like, what should Montoyo do? Like, cause I'll be honest with you, man, besides that Zach Collins double today, he's, he was like, Oh, for 14. He's one for his last 15. And Tyler Heineman is not bad behind the dish. I mean, he's really not that bad behind the dish and he's a switch hitting catcher. Yeah. So it, when Hernandez is back, when Jano is back, what are the Jays doing? Like is Zimmerman gone? Is Zimmerman gone? I, I hope he is, but is he? Where, where do you lie with that? You can't carry four catchers realistically, right? Yeah, I think Heineman's going to have to obviously go down. It sucks to say, but I think he's going to go down. He knows it too, obviously, because he's not getting that much playing time. But doubt Zach Collins has any options left. I don't really know how that shit works, but it feels like he's been in the bigs all last year. So I don't think he can get sent down without having to clear waivers or whatever that process is. But I think Heineman is the easiest to send down at this point. What about Zimmer for Teoscar? Like, is, is Zimmer the guy down? Like, who's down? Oh, no, I think it's a pitcher somewhere. Like, who the hell pitched today? Some guy who hadn't pitched in the big league since 2017, the guy who yeah. came in in the sixth. And gave up two immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like that's probably the easy one to send down, right? So, is Zimmer only going to be a pinch run guy, you think? I think he's just going to be a pinch runner. I, he I don't think hit. there's a reason to have Bradley Zimmer and Rymel Toppy on the same team, and I think Rymel Toppy is a better piece. They're the same players at this point, are they not? They really are. They're both left-handed bats that one can actually kind of hit in Tapia. He's, like, had multiple multi-hit multi games. Zimmer has had his – Tapia <laughs> has more hits in one game than Zimmer has all year. Like, let's not – One of them was a like, bunt hit for Bradley Zimmer. Yeah. Great bunt, hit. by the way, though. It was a great bunt, and then he steals second, I believe. Uh, yeah, like – and you called oh, it, by the way. Alejandro Kirk home run. You did call that. You did call. No, that. I called it for. I called it for last series, though. Oh, okay, you called it for last but series, last episode at least. So I'll take it. I he got kind of hot this week. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, when Alejandro Kirk can hit, I love it. You love to see it. But when if Alejandro Kirk stays hitting like this, I just don't think Zach Collins is going to play at all, bro. Like they're trying to give him work at first. He's been struggling. I. It's going to be Kirk DHing. I think it has to be. I think that's the best lineup. That is the best lineup. You have Springer, Bo, Vladdy, Teoscar, Lourdes, um, Chapman, Kirk, Kirk Espinal, Jano. That is an elite lineup. <laughs> I honestly think like that's an elite lineup. Yeah, and that was that was what we said opening day, I think, right? Yeah. That's exactly that, what it was. That's an elite lineup. That's a really good lineup when you have Espinal hitting in the fucking seven hole the way he's been hitting. Yeah, dude. And, and I might I'll, even put him nine as a like a second leadoff hitter, you know? Yeah. Turn the lineup over. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think this uh, this series kind of exposed the Jays that they have really no depth. <laughs> they really fucking have no depth. Oh my dude. god! I was, so big fancy baseball thing. People are talking about how bad the trade is for Rowdy Telez at this point now. How bad is it? So it's Trevor Richards for Rowdy Telez. Yes. You know what Rowdy's done this year? <laughs> yeah, he just launches fucking baseballs for a living, and. That trade was had to be one of the worst of the At Atkins era, right? Has to be. So, um, he, Rowdy Tellez pretty much leads the league in a lot of these stat cast categories, too. It's all red, his whole page, pretty much. <laughs> seven, seven home runs, 22 RBIs at this point. 
and we traded that for Trevor Richards. Fucking God, dude. And it was because they wanted to get Vladdy reps at first. It, a left-handed power bat would and, look awfully nice in this a lineup. DH right too. Could you imagine Rowdy in the D? It's like, what can the Jays do to get him back? Because that's what to, they need to the most. To be fair, though, that means Kirk's not playing at this point, right? Kirk over your. I'm taking Rowdy Telez over Alejandro Kirk a million times over a million. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not even close. It's really not even close. It's not. And Rowdy was boys with a bunch of people too, like Jano, right? He yeah, officiated his wedding. Friends. Yeah, they're all best friends. It's just you. And, it's and apparently, devastating. To see. Apparently, Rowdy's like one of the best locker room guys too. Like, he's just such a good locker room guy. Everyone loves Rowdy Telez. That's because I had when the first episode of Fishing Official, I had Nick Kingham on, and I was like, "Who's the jester? Like, who's the glue guy?" And it's just the immediate answer was Rowdy Telez. Like, Rowdy Telez was just loved by every human in that locker room, and it shows. Uh, the guy mashes. He ob- It was highway robbery what the Brewers did to the Blue Jays. Absolutely highway robbery. He's uh, top 3% of the league in max exit velo. Top 8% of the league in expected batting average. Fuck. Top 1% of the league in weighted on base average. That is not a recipe for fucking success with the Blue Jays looking at that trade. That is an actual nightmare for me now that I think about it. Yeah, it's yeah, a nightmare. It, it sucks right now. It really fucking sucks. Yeah, and let's go into a couple house cleaning things for the the Rogers Center. One, do you get the vibe that it's just not the same when the dome's closed? I I don't know what it is. It just so it feels so fucking weird when the dome when the dome is closed. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think the seats we were sitting in were just kind of weird. Um, so awesome tickets. JMO got his tickets. Your guy. Yep. Thanks. Shout out to him. He shoved against us, which sucked. Absolutely sucked. Oh my, but we were sitting in a section where people. So it was Josh Donaldson's girlfriend and or basically wife, all her wife, I think. It was or wife. wife. Okay. And all her friends pretty much. And they were just chatting the whole time. So they weren't really watching the baseball game at all. So I think that's what made it a weird vibe maybe on Tuesday. But other than that, I don't know. I don't like baking in the sun in the summer sometimes down there. So true. We mushed the Blue Jays, by the way. We weren't sitting in the 500s. That was 100% on us. Yeah. That, that was as, as most, that was the most our fault of all time was that. that was, is, we, don't be, we don't belong in the hundreds. We know we don't belong in the hundreds. We really, we, we honestly really don't. And that, and it's truly showing. It, it, it yeah. showed after that game. But how the fuck did the Jays? I'm talking this on like an odd standpoint when the only game of the series that they were like pretty heavy underdogs, how does that even it against nasty Nestor? I don't get it. This team oh, the, makes zero sense. <laughs> I thought you were just talking about the odds makers. Yeah. Um, no, Nestor wasn't very good. He carved us up first game. He pitched against us, right? Yeah. I thought he was, pre- he was pretty shitty. <laughs> didn't throw many strikes he just wasn't competitive in the zone and made him pay for that at least it was tough it was tough luck it we got to really talk tough. about that tag in yeah, the game we went yeah, to yeah that tag and because that whole that whole shit storm started with a bad throw by Bo. that vladi came off the bag and then we challenged somehow it didn't get overturned and then this whole inning starts and then we're out of a challenge when vladi obviously tags the guy with the ump right in his face. Now Charlie Montoyo didn't get tossed. 
Aaron Boone alphaed the shit out of him getting tossed. He did. He alphaed the living fuck out of him. On Wednesday. And, and listen, these umpires, and we saw it again today with the fucking Mercado stealing second, clearly tagged on the shoulder. What the fuck are we, are the umpires talking about? What are they doing? What are they seeing? Is the game too fast for some of these fucking guys? Because that Vladdy tag was as clear as fucking day. Like we had a great view of it on the first baseline. He legitimately, you could see that he touched them. And Vladdy with that, with that much anger was crazy. I was like, okay, he touched them. Like they're going to overturn this. They're going to review this. And just nothing happened. If I'm Montoyo, I am fucking beating the living wheels off of that umpire. I don't understand how we just did not get tossed for that in a game like that and at least try to fire the boys up. I don't fucking get it. That was that was embarrassing. Like, that was such an embarrassing call. Also, uh, I don't know how he doesn't get called for going out of the baseline on that play as well because he was all over the place. So, I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed in in Chuck not getting tossed there as well. I, I needed a I needed a toss, especially seeing it live. It would just fire everyone up. And I'm just confused though. Why can't umpires review that themselves? That's what I was about to say too. I think it's more along the lines of speeding the game up, right? That's what I would have to guess. Okay. But I think if they if you think you got it wrong, you should be able to go to the replay and see it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it was just the worst call I've ever fucking seen. It seriously was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And he legit clearly, clearly got tagged. And there has to be something where the umpires get fucking held accountable. Why is there no umpire press conferences? Why is there no umpires answering media about what they just did? The players have to be held accountable. They have to answer questions to the media. Why not the fucking umpires? Why can't the umpires have to own up to their shit? It doesn't make any sense. They just get to go the fuck home and do whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I think that it would only be bad questions and no way the umpires association would let that happen if they do a bargaining agreement. But I agree. I would love, I think some of them would be electric. You just get after people. Some of the, the rapport between the reporters and the umpires would be the worst of all. Time. <laughs> it would be because you never ask them good questions. There's no need to talk to them. If they umpire, well, it's only when they, um, are really shitty but something i saw so remember that angel hernandez really bad game on sunday night baseball yes where so it was against the brewers i think right and uh the umpire report card on twitter had him like 60 percent called strike percentage right yes and apparently major league baseball grades on a different scale and said he was like 95 percent that day what? Like they look at different things. Yeah, someone had talked to someone in the umpires association and said that they thought angel hernandez did a great job like he was, he was graded really high based on that game. It's pretty simple. All you do is look at the fucking strike zone. I mean, and look <laughs> where the balls went. What? I can't believe that. That is a tough scene for Major League Baseball. And these umpires aren't really held accountable. There's no sending guys down to the minor leagues. Like, Angel Hernandez didn't umpire a game behind the plate this week. I don't know if you saw that, but he was always on the baseline. So he was kind of, and he still managed to fuck something up. He was calling box and stuff. He was calling box. Like, he, there's just, there's like, it's the definition of the ump show. And these umpires and the Jays game specifically, like, Vladdy's been getting hosed on calls. That tag was as blatantly obvious as possible. You know, it's bad when Yankees fans are admitting that they weasel the call from the Blue Jays. So it's just, I don't fucking know. I really don't. It was just absolutely terrible. Umpires this year have been so bad. It's just for all professions.
it's, uh, do you think it's the toughest sport to ref or umpire as well? I think hockey's harder. Really? Calling strikes has to be harder than anything done in hockey, though. Like being behind the plate, I think, is the toughest job in sports. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. Hockey is so fast-paced, though. Sure, but you see like a hit or a stick lift. You, get, you can see that easier than 100 miles an hour at the knees where you lose sight of it when the catcher catches it, right? I mean, yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I guess baseball is the hardest sport, but... Yeah, because I'm yeah, because the the strike zones kind of change per hitter and all that kind of stuff. I guess yeah, I guess you could say that's probably the hardest thing to do in refereeing in sports. I think I agree. Yeah. Hockey, being able to skate and stuff and do all that going. Yeah, on that's true. I, it just sometimes basketball it, no. It just there's no accountability with umpires now, which is fucking pisses me off. But. Because the uh, NBA does the fi- the final two minute report or whatever they call it. Yes. Right? So yes. I don't know why baseball can't do that. Because Rob Manfred's a clown show. And uh, an he really is dumb. But let's go into this Cleveland series. Obviously, Jays lose game one, the game that honestly I would have put, I would have told you yesterday that it would have been the easiest one of the week with fucking Aaron Savali on the mound. They lost. And tomorrow, it's not another easy task. You got fucking yeah. Shane Bieber on the bump. And listen, I know it's Kevin Gossman pitching too, but you got Shane Bieber, okay? Shane Bieber has been a very good pitcher. The la- I, Obviously, last year he kind of struggled, but we're talking a guy that won the Cy Young two years ago, right? A guy that yep. won the fucking Cy Young. And this with this offense, how hot and cold it is, I don't know what the fuck to expect from this team. Because clearly when they need to hit, they don't hit. When they need to fucking pitch, they don't pitch. I There's just no in-between, ever. Yeah, it's tough to know what Blue Jays team you're going to get. You know what Kevin Gosman you're going to get most likely, though, which is nice to know. Yes, it's good. It's refreshing to have that. And same with Manoa. Yeah, but the Jays lost the game nine one with Manoa going seven innings or six innings, one run. <laughs> like <laughs> that is. And by the way, we have to bring this up. Julian Merriweather's dead to me. He is terrible, dude. He's so bad, and we'll always, we'll always remember. I will remember that one month he had. That one month he had last year where he was okay, pretty good. He is just a barrel finder. Every ball, it's just every ball is just cock shot barrel, 98 flat, pretty much pit, pitching like Hunter Green is right now for the Reds. It's just terrible to watch. We saw it live. He was horrific against the Yankees. Horrific. Would you rather watch pitch? Julian Merriweather or Trent Thornton? Trent Thornton. No, <laughs> you can't think that really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What do you mean? Trent Thornton's just god awful. I don't know. I'm not a Trent Thornton fan. <laughs> I can't do him. How you feel about Julian Merriweather? I feel about Trent Thornton. Why though? At least Trent Thornton can get out of fucking things. Julian Merriweather just gives up fucking nukes. If you're gonna give him up, you might as well give him up big. Is how I think about it, right? That's fine. I, I, I that is mind-boggling that you just said he'd rather <laughs> fucking Merriweather. Merriweather was good for one month. At least Trent Thornton has been serviceable and had at least a decent career. Julian Merriweather was good for a month and then fell off the face of the fucking earth. He's been terrible since. Yeah, hasn't been great. Neither of them have. I mean, yeah. It just, Simber was fucking god awful too on Tuesday. Holy Christ. It's just, there's just, it's never ending. You never know. It's just, Simber's was been terrible. Trevor Richards has been good. I will say that. Trevor Richards has been good. Garcia's kind of struggled a little bit. Ramon's good last obviously night. good. Yeah, he's good two last night. Ago. I don't know. I you, you never know with this team. This is one of the most stag- like 
hot I think we split the series. Ever. I think we split the series. 2-2. Two, two. That's that's a loss for me, man. I think so. T- I 100% agree. Yeah. Just gotta, these, this Guardians team is actually kind of shitty how well they've been playing. Uh, their lineup is good. I will say that. They have a lot of guys that are hitting over like 280. And Josh really- Naylor just the other way. Just smacked uh, it 0-2 pitch. Oh, my God. That was tough to fucking watch, man. He was just death by 100 cuts today. Like, the Stephen so Kwan home sin. run. Uh, the Kwan home run was 92 off the bat. <laughs> it was 90 fucking – I think it that was 92. wouldn't have got out at River Grove probably. It wouldn't have. And, of course, the Jays give it up. It's it, – it, I, I, it pisses me off. It pisses me off. I, the, when you're giving up home runs to Quan and you're not a strikeout guy anymore, I don't know what to say. But, yeah, it's just a tough, tough scene so far in Blue Jays land. I mean, obviously, they're 10-6 they're and six in their last 16, which is, I guess, fine. But fuck, man, I can't wait for Teoscar to be back. I miss him so much. And we get uh, Jeremy Roach back here Saturday. Yes. Jeremy Roach will be back. Um, obviously back from the DR. He has a couple stories about him getting absolutely mangled. <laughs> so I will be excited for that. I haven't heard him yet. Um, but yeah, the guy's on a fucking week hiatus from the pod and the Jays go one and four. I hope I, I hope he's happy. I hope yeah. you're fucking happy, JR. The Jays go one and four with you gone. You like did JR ruin the season? Some are saying yeah. if the Jays miss out by three games, two games, we'll look back on this week and be like the week that JR mushed the Toronto Blue Jays. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the story of the season. Attaboy, JR. Hope you fucking enjoyed the DR, man, with us grinding over here watching the Jays get cock slapped. It's just thank you, JR. Hashtag nice, thank you, JR. Hashtag thank you, JR. It's been a terrible birthday week, though. <laughs> it's been a terrible birthday week. And obviously, we were at the game on Tuesday, and we got to talk about something for a second. When the fuck did Colby Rasmus jerseys become a hot commodity in Toronto? Did you are you know what I'm talking about? You can record by the way now. But when the fuck did that happen? I saw like three Colby Rasmus jerseys on fucking Tuesday. Well, what's did that? Did you actually see that many? Yes. I saw the guy in front of us, and then we were when we were walking to the stadium, I saw two more Colby Rasmus jerseys. When the fuck did Colby Rasmus jersey sales ever be like a popular thing? I think it, as soon as we went to the blue jerseys, that's that was the guy that people it's a get. funny it's guy colby to get Rasmus. it's a very funny guy to get it colby, i'm pretty just, sure we only saw fake colby rasmus jerseys as well very if fake. you have a fake blue jays jersey don't wear it to the game it's yeah. it's tough because you see all the real jerseys and then you can tell right away which ones are fake and it's just it's a tough look as a fake jersey guy myself i won't wear them to the game yeah you try to wear the hoodie or something along those lines and just kind of yeah. Just tip your cap to the guys that spent three. Who's the on. best niche Toronto Blue Jays jersey you think you could get? Niche? Yeah. I'm going to say a crazy one here. Frank Catalanato. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Aaron Hill, maybe? Aaron Hill's. I was thinking Orlando Hudson is the one I'd want. The O-Dog? Yeah. I have a crazy story about the O-Dogs. When I was a kid, I used to collect autographs. Um Obviously, I don't do it now because I'm not a fucking loser. But I remember there's there's, there's this little kid beside me, and he was just like, Orlando, 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 Orlando. Like, just kept saying it. And Orlando looked at him and was like, shut the fuck up. Like, he's like pretty much like, shut the fuck up. Like, I hear you. I see you. I will get to you. You keep doing that. You're going to ruin it for everyone, and we're just all going to leave. Like, I'm just going to leave. I was like, whoa. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. How old do you think the kid was? 
Probably like 12. Okay. Kids are annoying at 12, that's for sure. Very, very annoying. I, I was shocked at this response. Like, um, I, I was like, oh my God. I was like, all right, no one say Orlando Hudson's name for the rest of the fucking <laughs> for the rest of the thing. That's that, that story of him. It's just that's when I think of Odog, I think of that. But if the Jays don't take two of three, at least this weekend, I'm going to be hole and drywall like depressed no one talked to me on my new house or old house holes in wet drywall new house oh that's horrible yeah new house with fucking (laughs) it's just it the the cleveland guardians have no business being on the same field as the jays but there are they i will say this they are a scrappy bunch of motherfuckers like they are a good team like fuck i hate to say it but they're not too bad i i definitely underestimated them and obviously we're, a lot of people were saying jay they're gonna take three or four i hope they do but i don't know with this fucking lineup and this bullpen and if you keep throwing zimmer out there i hope tay oscar gives that jolt though uh yeah even if he does nothing it protects other people in the lineup it's good for like lordis i think it's really good for him which then in turn is really good for matt chapman moving people back so it's just if he doesn't get a hit all weekend, but he's in the lineup, I think it helps the team immensely. Can the Jays just get fucking fully healthy once? I just want to see this lineup. And I guess we technically saw it on opening day when they storm and came back. When the Jays have been scoring their most runs, that was kind of with like a full lineup. So it just kind of gives you a little bit like a light at the end of the tunnel with this team. So I guess glass half full, when the Jays are fully healthy, this lineup is absolutely fucked putting up crooked numbers every single inning. So yeah, I guess that's a good point to make, but if they keep having – we're going to look back on this lineup that they had today or they had a couple days ago with Capra and fucking Zimmer and everyone in the lineup, we're going to be like, I can't believe this is the same season. <laughs> It'll be uh, – I would love at the end of the season to go through some of the players that played baseball games, and we're going to look at Vinny Capra and say, where the hell did that – he got sent down today, didn't he? Yeah, rest in peace. Rest yeah. In peace. And I will say this, obviously, in front of the show, Jordan Groshans is raking. He's in 424 right now. So, is that good? Yeah, is that good? It just, the guy rakes. So, a couple guys to kind of look up to that you won't be seeing a little bit of, uh, hopefully, Zimmer gets sent down and Groshans get called up, but we'll see. But anyway, so predictions for this weekend. I say the Jays win tomorrow against Bieber. Uh, the stripling one is just an absolute slugfest runs derby. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm just predicting that. And then Sunday, Manoa just masterclass. Manoa masterclass on Sunday. I, I'm predicting the Jays take two or three and split the series. I hate to say they split against the fucking Guardians, but the Jays split the series. That's what's going to happen. Said it before. Going to say it again. I think we 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 have to look at it. Hey, Thursday's gone. It doesn't matter. We got to win two or three at least now. Think we get a Gosman win again. He's been that good. Think we win Stripling and then lose Manoa. Wow, that's bold. And if Gosman not loses- because Manoa pitches poorly though. Yes. Okay. That's gonna be like because we do game. because we do the Blue Jays thing where we just find a way to lose. And I will say this: if Gosman has a full blown meltdown tomorrow and no, the Jays no, lose, don't. I'm just don't saying. Say I'm just promote preparing. If they do, I will be in full meltdown mode. I see. I like. I will have someone will have to call me an ambulance if, if that happens. Cause that's, that's him and Manoa are like the glass glimmering hope in the pitching rotation. And why the fuck are we trying to work Ryu back as a starter? Why? Like stripling has done the job. 
like please dude i'm just begging just keep stripling in there stripling has actually been pretty fucking good and ryu's been terrible ryu has the shortest leash of all time now very short leash he gives up two and two innings pull his pull his ass two in an inning pull his ass i i don't want to see it anymore it's just going to be the ryu ross stripling show they're just going to co-pitch they're going to put both their names on the starting lineup when that game happens because ryu's going to pitch an inning and a third every time he goes out there and Ross Stripling's gonna throw six. A hundred percent. You couldn't have hit the nail more on the head with that. But anyways, let's I'm excited to look onto this weekend. I mean it we could need be something worse. to look we need we're gonna score ten runs in a game this weekend. I hope. Sunday. If they do I'm gonna bet on the Jays tomorrow. Mother's I'm, Day, man. They have to. I'm gonna bet on the Jays tomorrow and I'm just gonna pray. I'm going to bet on Gossman strikeouts and the Jays and maybe Bieber strikeouts, a little triple dip. It be- like, please, Gossman, just get us back on track. Please, Gossman, just get us back on track. That's all I'm asking. Just get the boys back on the top. Get the boys back on the winning train because one in fucking four this week, fuck, dude. I, I, or one in three, whatever it was, it just, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah. I mean, we need it, man. More than we need air to breathe right now. And we just need a game where we just beat the shit out of someone. I ha- I, have- I can't remember the last time the Jays have done that. I can't. Yeah. When was the last time that we'll 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 talk about the next episode? But I'm hoping by the next by the next time we record, the Jays have beat a team by fucking eight, and it's just the easiest W of all time. And by the way, while we're recording this, the Philadelphia Phillies just blew an eight to one lead in the ninth. Or an eight to two lead in the ninth. They just give up seven runs in the ninth. So glass half full, it could be worse. It could be that, right? <laughs> yep. Could be that. Jordan Romano's been good. So we're gonna end it on that. that. We're gonna end it on that. Thank you guys for listening as always. TikTok off to ten thousand likes. Maybe because uh, I body bait a Yankee fan on the TikTok, but whatever. It's positive vibes only. Let's roll into this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, and hopefully the Jays gives gives some sort of gift to all the female followers, female listeners we have, because it's just it's been pain to watch but love you guys thank you guys for listening let's ride go jays avery any last words oh need it need two two or three need it